You're listening to episode 57 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we are going to be talking about ways to increase your energy and reduce anxiety. I've actually gotten so many requests for this one. I've been uh, putting up some polls in the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group, as well as on my Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach. And a lot of people were telling me that they wanted to hear more about this. So I'm really, really excited about this one, especially coming off the holidays. I know that I've talked to a, a few people and I experienced it myself. That there was just a lot of stress over the holidays as well. And there's so many things that we can do on an everyday basis to just really work to increase our energy and reduce our stress, all of these things. So I'm going to dive right in. So right off the bat, saying no more often. We need to be so protective of our energy. So only say yes to things that are a hell yes. And I have to tell you, you can feel it in your body when something is a hell yes. You can also feel it in your body when something is a hell no. <laughs> and this is where anxiety and stress really come into play because if you start to recognize the physical reactions that your body's giving you when an opportunity comes your way or some sort of, um, I don't know, job opportunity or an invitation out for the night or, or whatever it is, you can feel that gut reaction. It's a very real thing. It just takes practice to tune in and listen to it. So start to recognize what a hell yes feels like for you and start to recognize when you get asked to do something and it kind of feels like a no. And if you feel like you're forcing yourself into it, I mean, of course, it's gonna, uh, we're, we're all adults. There's always going to be just, you know, certain chores or tasks or something like that that we have to do as responsible adults, unfortunately. But there are going to be other times where an opportunity comes your way and sure, you know, it might be the perfect uh, chance that somebody else might want to jump all over, but it might not be your thing. And that's okay because if we say yes to too many things that we're not super excited about, then we're not leaving room for the hell yeses. So be really protective with your energy and say no more often to the things that are not serving you. I think that's really, really important to remember. Next up is to level up. Do you feel like you're living without purpose? And this is something that I feel is actually a really uh, strong issue when it comes to sources of stress and anxiety and all of these things. When we dig into these things, we can often end up feeling just kind of lost. Like how I, there have been so many times where if I've been in a period of immense stress, I have felt lost. And I will actually tell friends that, you know, I, I, I will use those words that I feel aimless. I, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like my life is in flames. Like whatever it is, that can be a really big indication that you might need to start to do something a little bit differently. Take action to do something that's out of your comfort zone. And I know that that sounds like a cliche, but it could not be more true. The other thing is, is to do something today instead of pushing it off until tomorrow. Because way too often, 
and I have been guilty of this so many times, we hold our future selves up on some sort of pedestal and we think that we will reach our full potential by then. Yeah, a lot of times we'll pick an age. Like, you know, by 30, I will be a multi-billionaire and uh, have traveled uh, 142 countries and, you know, whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you, we often tend to associate that with an age that is in the future and we choose this age that could maybe be like our scary number or something like that. And we go, you know, it's okay. I've got time. I can do all of these things by, by then. And I'm going to, I'm going to be here at that point in time. And it's tough because we, we get so sucked into that, that there's an old saying about the fact that we often overestimate what we can accomplish in a day, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year, like grossly underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. So we need to pay attention to that more often. We need to take steps to move ourselves towards whatever that ideal is. And that way, then we can actually start moving towards those big dreams, those big goals, whatever they are, start something today. Because when we keep pushing things off over and over and over again, it's going to increase our anxiety. It's going to suck the energy from us. And we're going to end up feeling and and being really hard on ourselves. So that's something to really, really remember. And to keep in mind, if you have to write that in a journal or stick it on a mirror that you look in every day, you know, to remind yourself to take action today for whatever it is that you want to accomplish later. It doesn't mean that you have to take some massive leap and bound. It means that you just take some small little step right away. And that is going to light a fire under you that is actually going to work to increase your energy. These ones, these ones here are grouped together and they're stop watching the news all the time (laughs) or reading the news or, or however you consume your news and to reduce social media time. These two, I've talked about these in the past before, but these are two of the biggest drains of our energy, drains of our joy sometimes. Um, They make us feel like we are in a comparison trap, especially with the social media side of things. The news these days is usually so negative, especially in the past couple of years. It just seems to get, get stuck in this negative cycle and it pulls us in. And the problem is that a lot of times it's also both the news and uh, social media are just sort of a time killer. They're a habit. Like we aren't even being intentional about it. It's just so ingrained in us to read the news every morning or to, you know, check Instagram 25 times a day. There's no need for it, but we, we get bored so easily and we have ingrained ourselves with these habits that we just automatically reach for those things. So I really suggest taking some sort of a digital detox and see the incredible results that can come from it. I've started doing this more and more often lately, like full 48 hour digital detoxes, and it's incredible. Afterwards, I feel lighter. I feel brighter. I I find that then when I do go back to my phone, I'm using it much more intentionally as opposed to just picking up my phone when I'm trying to do three other things just to casually scroll through Facebook or Instagram. It, there's so much to this and it can just unfortunately be a, a negative presence in our lives. Sometimes, you know, we do need to be informed citizens. So yes, the news is important. We really can benefit in a lot of ways from social media. That's all great, but we need to be more intentional about it. We have to be, if we're going to be able to protect our energy and to reduce our stress. Next one is to stop 
apologizing. <laughs> Stop apologizing. This one I struggle with. I, I think that there is a stereotype about that Canadians are always saying sorry. I feel like it's pretty accurate, <laughs> but I don't think that it's just a Canadian thing uh, by any means. I think that a lot of us are apologizing way too often. We are apologizing for our bodies. We are apologizing for our weight. We are apologizing for the way we eat, for being human, for simply just showing up as our true selves. We are apologizing for all of these things. And this takes unnecessary energy away from us. And you can and you, you can end up just stressing so much more about the potential for comments from others than whatever will actually come your way too. So we can actually end up making this worse in our heads before anything ever actually happens or anything is ever actually said to us that we would feel the need to apologize for in the first place. Well, sometimes we will actually start apologizing to try and preempt other people before they can say anything. Or sometimes we'll end up feeling like, like we owe people something, some sort of explanation as to, I don't know, your house is dirty. That's a really common one, right? And I still sometimes have to struggle to stop myself from apologizing if someone comes over unexpectedly and I feel like my house is a mess. It's the first thing I want to say is to try and justify why my house might be a mess. <laughs> and it's, it's all of these things that add up. And when you start to really look at what we are apologizing for, it, it is, again, these is, this is another one of those things that it is taking our, our power away from us. We, we're giving away our own power and we feel like we need to just our, justify ourselves to the world when we don't need to justify anything about all of those things. Yes, of course, sometimes apologies are going to be necessary and crucial. If, if you did something actually wrong, by all means, if you're going to sincerely apologize, it needs to be sincere if you're going to do it, but yes, apologize. Like we are all going to go through phases and situations in life where it's time to say sorry, but we're, we're apologizing for too many other things. And then to be completely honest, it dilutes all other apologies. If we're apologizing for things all the time, then apologies won't mean anything anymore. And then when we really do need to apologize for something, it's going to feel empty. So we need to be really protective about that. We need to be unapologetic about the things that I was talking about, like, you know, not apologizing for your body or how you're showing up in the world or what you're eating, any of those types of things, because anything less than that is a waste of your energy and an increase in your anxiety. And it's something that we need to be very protective about is what we are apologizing for. So set some boundaries around that. That actually leads into uh, one of my next ones, which is to set some heavy boundaries. And this also goes hand in hand with only saying yes to things that excite you, like what we were talking about before and, and you know, watching what you're saying no to compared to what you're saying yes to. Setting boundaries on the way you will allow people to treat you as well. All of these are so important. And when we don't set those kinds of boundaries, we are draining ourselves. We are completely draining ourselves. Next one is to treat your body as if you loved it even if you're still working on loving it. <laughs> and I think so many of us can relate to this, right? Is that we, we want to love our bodies more. We want to be able to show up in a really confident way and to appreciate our bodies. And, and we, we're always looking outside of ourselves and seeing these women that have what we feel to be these, these perfect bodies. And of course you love your body. It looks amazing. But those women have insecurities too that they're having to work through. 
just like you are. We all are going through that. And it's also a constant evolution. It's, it's, no one is ever going to hit a point where it's like, okay, yep, I'm good with my body. We're, we're set for life. No, everyone is going to have days where they probably don't like something about their bodies. So this has to be a practice that we cultivate. And the best way to do this is to treat your body as though you loved it. So what would that look like? How does a well-loved body eat? For example, how does a well-loved body nourish itself, hydrate itself, move, sleep, all of those things? What, what does a well-loved body, how does it experience the world, right? How does the best version of you show up for your body? Because when we aren't showing up for our bodies and we're treating ourselves like shit, of course you're going to be stressed. Why, why would your body give you any energy? Because you're not treating it very well, right? So even if you aren't quite there yet about loving your body and working through some of those insecurities, we have to start treating ourselves a little bit better and treating our bodies as though we love them even more than we might actually love them right now, today. And that sort of also ties in with kind of your future self a little bit, right? Like what are you going to do to show up for your body today that is going to end up turning into that future version of you that you are going to be so fucking excited to show up for every day. Okay. Next one is to take note of how you spend money. I'm not going to turn this into a whole money episode. This is another whole thing. And this is something I have struggled with in the past and that I am still dealing with on an ongoing basis. But there's so many ways that we can take this. Like, are you overspending beyond your means? Are you stressed over every dime when you could actually afford to relax a little? Are you in debt and you don't know how to pay it off? Like examining your relationship with money because examining it is going to be the first step. And this is the step that a lot of people don't even make it past because so many of us are so fearful of money and we, we have such deeply ingrained beliefs around money that we don't even want to, you know, you, you might not even want to open your bills. You might not even want to see how much, uh, I don't know, money you owe on your credit card or how much debt you have or, you know, all of these different angles that we can take on this. You could be feeling all kinds of scarcity, anything like that. This is all going to drain your energy. And when you avoid the issue, you are disempowering yourself because you can't make a change until you empower yourself to have the information to change it, right? So just taking note of how you are spending your money and being an observer, even if it does make you nervous, even if it does scare you, being an observer and getting really honest with yourself about that is going to help you to shift that relationship. And you know what? The other thing is, it might actually not be as bad as you think either. Like I've talked to so many people who were basically terrified to even open their bills. And then when they actually did the math and figured it all out, they might've actually figured out that it wasn't necessarily quite as bad as they thought, or maybe it is as bad as you think. Maybe it's worse. Do you really think that burying your head in the sand is going to help the situation? No, you're going to feel even worse. It's going to be even more of a drain in your energy. You're going to be even more anxious about it if you keep avoiding it. And then 10 years from now, you, you know, you open your bills and realize that it's, it's far worse than it could have been had you just dealt with the issue at the time, right? So again, this all ties into future self, essentially. And what can you do today? What can you do right now that's a super small step that is going to change that for you? 
okay? Knowing your worth, this is something else as well. I really want to stress this one because again, so many of us struggle with, with issues around worthiness and not feeling good enough and imposter syndrome and all of these things. I actually have an incredible, incredible guest coming on the podcast on Thursday that you are going to adore. I love this woman and we really get into uh, some of these issues uh, as well. But I want you to start knowing your worth and to stop wasting precious time and energy believing the lie that you think you need to be someone you're not so somebody else might recognize a small ounce of your worth. Not even your full worth just a small ounce of it because you aren't even showing the world your true self because you think that you aren't worthy enough. Now, this, this is easier said than done. Trust me. Like this is so much easier said than done. This might take a lot of time for one thing. It might take a lot of therapy. It might take a lot of journaling, um, introspection. And I mean, it, it's probably also hopefully going to help you to have some cheerleading from loved ones who tend to see us in ways that we often have trouble seeing ourselves. There is so much power in that. This is why friendships are so important because when, when people in our lives can lift us up when we're feeling low, that can change your entire outlook. And that's why having support systems are so important. This is why people who have strong support systems live longer. Seriously, like we, we actually live longer when we have a deeper, more connected support system. So this is so important and, and learning your worth and knowing your worth, it's going to light a fire under you. It is going to push you to not settle for all of that, which drains your energy and then also increases your anxiety. And it's going to help you to show up as the full version of yourself. Stop hiding, stop hiding. And I know that it's scary. It is so scary sometimes, but if you're surrounding yourself with people who don't recognize your worth, you are just going to continue to go down that black hole. And the farther down you go and the longer you let it go on, the more difficult it will be to ever pull yourself out of it. So you're going to have to start to make some changes to get to know yourself again, get to know what your worth is, and then let everybody else see that too, and let the chips fall as they may. It's, it's scary as hell, but you have to be able to do that to reach a point in your life where you aren't feeling anxious just for showing up as yourself, right? Next up is to figure out what you want the most. And that can seem really daunting for a lot of people. Like some people just have no idea what they want to do. And that's okay because we live in a world where there are more possibilities of what you can do than ever before. And that's an incredible gift, but it can also be really overwhelming. <laughs> so I want you to spend some time thinking about this. If you're unsure, you know, if you could do anything in the whole world, what would you do? Where would you go? What, it, what would it look like? Like start there and then work backwards a little bit with some super, super small steps towards that. And don't hold back with this either. No matter how far out of reach something might seem, you'll never know what you want. I'm sorry, you'll actually never know how to get there. You'll never be able to figure out how to get there if you don't figure out what it is that you want first. No matter how big and scary and out there and ridiculous and over the top crazy it might sound to everybody else, 
you'll never be able to get there if you don't even come up with some sort of vision or idea of what it might potentially look like, right? Like, do you want to travel the world? Great. How can we make that happen? What's that dream job or the career that you will barely let yourself even think about because it seems so far out of reach? How do you want your life to look? Because you get to choose and there is so much power in that and settling for anything less will drain you. It's going to drain your energy. It's going to stress you. It's going to create all kinds of anxiety because you're pushing aside who you really want to become. So figuring out what you want the most it is so powerful and a lot of these things I'm telling you in here, like more than, more than one of them can seem not only daunting and overwhelming, but terrifying. But starting to get clear on what you really want the most can be a total, total game changer. One of the last ones I want to wrap up with here is having hard conversations. And this is not fun. This is not a fun one. I listed this one last because frankly, it's it can, it can feel a little too heavy to start with. <laughs> so when you are working through some of these, having hard conversations is going to be necessary in anyone's life, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're working towards, whatever it is, we are all going to have to have hard conversations and not having hard conversations is a lot damn harder than simply having them. I can tell you that right now, we build it up to be worse, to have them as opposed to not having them, but not having those conversations, they will eat you alive from the inside out. You will just start to resent people and you will get angry and frustrated and you, it, it, it will just eat you alive if you don't have those conversations. And to be completely honest, those hard conversations, they often go better than expected and avoiding them only allows your imagination to run wild and your anxiety to absolutely fester. A lot of times, and again, I, I, so many of these I have struggled with. This is why I'm talking about a lot of these. I have often had a tendency to ruminate about things over and over and over again in my head. And a lot of times I would end up working myself up in my head about how the conversation might go and coming up with endless ways to try and control the reaction that the other person might potentially have. This will totally drain the life from you. It will suck you dry. It will completely drain your energy. You could be spending all of that energy actually just having the conversation rather than coming up with 19 different possible outcomes, right? Like how ridiculous does it seem when, when I put it like that, but this is, this is the exact scenario that has gone through my head that I have done to myself so many times over the years and just having the hard conversation ends up being so much better because it's like ripping off a bandaid. And yeah, it, it, the other person's reaction might not go well. And that's a risk that you're going to have to take because if you ever want to move forward, if you want to propel yourself forward at all, if you want to even propel the relationship with the other person forward, that's the other thing. A lot of times those hard conversations, they'll probably actually be end up benefiting the other person too. The other person might get angry or, you know, depending on what it is, the other person might get angry or upset or uh, feel attacked, hopefully not, depending on how the conversation goes. But yeah, they might have all those negative reactions, but you have to allow them to have whatever reaction they're going to have. They're entitled to their feelings just like you are. And it doesn't mean that it's going to end the relationship with that person or cause all kinds of issues and that you'll never speak to each other again or whatever, but you still have to be able to have that hard conversation. I truly believe that this is one of 
the biggest life skills that you can master. Because if you can communicate well, and if you can have those hard conversations, as opposed to telling an easy lie instead of the hard truth, you will be able to take that so much farther in life and you will feel again, like, like lighter because of it. How many times you have those hard conversations and it feels like a weight has been lifted from your shoulders. That's accurate because it is basically a literal weight dragging you down mentally. So when you release it, of course you're going to feel better. Even if the conversation didn't go that well, you might feel like shit at first if it didn't go well, but ultimately you are going to end up looking back in that and going, you know what? It's a necessary conversation to have and I'm glad I had it. I, I can almost promise you that. It is necessary. It has to happen. So kind of in switching gears a little bit, I wanted to give you a few quick ways to sort of adjust your attitude because sometimes we have to sort of adjust our attitude before we can start to do some of these other things that I've been talking about that will increase your energy and reduce your anxiety. So I've got just a handful of, of things here. One of them is to ask for help because everyone, everyone needs help sometimes. Whether, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, getting some counseling or reaching out to that, to that friend that is going to help you through a situation, um, you know, hiring a coach, whatever it is, no matter what issue it is that you're dealing with, everybody needs help sometimes. And a lot of times, especially today, I find we all kind of try and lone wolf it. A lot of us just feel like, no, I should be able to handle this on my own. I'm good. I'm, I'm set. I've got this. Uh, you know, I shouldn't need anybody. We all need people. We all need that hand extended to us. And how good does that feel when somebody reaches out to you and goes, hey, I know you're having a hard time right now. I, I just want to let you know I'm here for you. Like, that feels really good. So make sure that you're doing that for other people too. That's something else is to, is to help someone else. That's a really, really great way to adjust your attitude. It's a really, honestly, one of the most beautiful ways to adjust your attitude because it allows you to step outside your own problems and to actually see the bigger picture. Like it's such a good reminder how, how great you have it and how much you have to be grateful for. No matter how shitty the situation might be that you're in, it just offers you so much perspective because the world is so much bigger than just us as individuals and helping somebody else offers that perspective that you otherwise wouldn't have when you just are sort of residing in your own world and you don't take the time or effort to look up and look around and see what else is going on around you, right? So that perspective is really, really important. Then there's also just sort of some other basics of adjusting your attitude, like drink some water, get outside, get some sunshine, go move your body, eat some vegetables. <laughs> and I mean, this is my personal favorite is to go find an animal to pet, whether it's a dog or a cat or a barnyard animal, whatever it is, go find an animal to pet. I just spent the, the weekend at just an absolutely incredible girlfriend's house. And she has two gorgeous black labs that were quite literally climbing all over me for the entire weekend. And it changed my life. <laughs> I haven't been that happy in I don't even know how long. Like I, it's, it's just the best, it's the best. And there's so much to be learned from animals, especially dogs. I know that I'm like, I'm privy, I'm like especially, uh, I, I'm especially drawn to dogs. I'm totally a dog person, but I do like cats and barnyard animals too. Those are also awesome. But dogs in particular just show so much incredible unadulterated joy to see you 
right? Like you leave for five minutes, you come back, it's the same as if you left for, for five years and then you came back. They could not be more excited either way. And there's just so much to be learned from that. They live in the moment. Like my girlfriend and I were talking about this, how they, they live in the present moment. Dogs live in the moment. Animals in general live in the moment. They're not stressed about 10 minutes ago, that argument that you had with them. It, I mean, maybe they might kind of have their tail be between their legs if if they ate like a shoe that you loved or something, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and and they're not stressed about the future. They're just living in the moment. And I feel like there are so many important lessons that we can learn from animals. And honestly, it also just completely changes our stress response too. Just being around animals actually lowers our cortisol. That's incredible, right? It's amazing. And, and that kind of shift can totally change your energy, your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy, all of it that can completely shift. So just as a quick recap, some ways to adjust your attitude, ask for help, help somebody else, drink some water, get outside, eat a vegetable, move your body and play with an animal. Even if you don't have one, go find one. There's lots of them in this world. I'm sure that you have a friend who has one, you know, depending on where you are in the world, maybe there's some like stray dogs running around or, you know, stray kittens or something like that. Go to a local shelter, um, you know, maybe there's a, a local petting zoo nearby, whatever it is, go find an animal to pet. It will change your life. I promise. <laughs> like, honestly, all of these things will work towards increasing your energy because energy is not just a physical entity. A huge part of it is mental. We are so weighed down by heavy emotions sometimes, like distressing situations and anxiety that, that we cause for ourselves, stress, lack of self-love. It is exhausting. It's exhausting and it doesn't have to be that way. So I want you to really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what is weighing you down and how can you shed it? How can you change it or shift it or mix it up somehow? Because there's been lots of options in this episode and I really want to hear from you about what some of your favorites are or if you have other ones that you sort of use as like go-tos. I would love to hear from you. So make sure to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Um, and, and let me know. Like, let me know what you do to change your energy, to, you know, help manage your stress, to reduce anxiety. I want to hear what some of your favorites are, um, either from this list today or what some of your other favorites are that you use in your own life too, because it, we all could use more help in this area. All of us could, no matter what. So let's get a bit of a list going and let's see if we can help each other out and support each other a little bit more. So make sure to take a screenshot. And while you're on the internet, you could also leave me a review on iTunes for the Room to Grow podcast. I would be so, so grateful. It makes such a difference and it absolutely makes my day. I cannot even explain to you. I just love reading the reviews. And I was, I was talking to uh, a woman today who uh, was listening to the podcast and has been listening to the podcast for a while. And I was blown away that she said that she went and joined uh, a, a gym because she was just really inspired by my approach about sort of just being really gentle with your body and that she said, you know, it's not like I'm going to dive in head first and like go hardcore, but just joining it and just, you know, going for a walk and, and stuff like that when I'm there on the treadmill, like something as simple as that is enough to get me started. And that feels really manageable to me. And that just like made me absolutely burst with joy because it just makes me so happy to hear that, that there are so many small things that we can do for ourselves. It doesn't have to require some massive life overhaul overnight, right? 
So let me know what you think. I would love to hear more about this and make sure to come back on Thursday for our extra, extra special guest. Guys, I'm super pumped about this one. <laughs> Talk to you then. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.